Hello and welcome to That Film's View. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Catwoman Hunted. Directed by Shinsuke Rosawa, Catwoman Hunted is the anime superhero film featuring characters from DC Comics. The movie is out now, but if you haven't watched Catwoman Hunted yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. The film was written by Young Justice writer and producer Greg Wiseman, who has stated that it is uh, canon adjacent, meaning a similar but distinct version of the events in the film happened in the Earth-16 universe. Luke, you have the plot. Catwoman, a.k.a. Selena Kyle, has no qualms about risking her nine lives when a prize like the world's most valuable emerald is the reward. But with Batwoman and Interpol manoeuvring to spoil her fun, she must tread lightly. Complicating this game of cat and mouse is the global crime juggernaut Leviathan, deadly assassins and a trail of twists and turns that may just trip up this nefarious feline. All right, so... You're going to have to explain to me this whole Young Justice connection. What continuity are we in, if anything? Right. Okay. So it is. Okay. It pretty much is its own continuity. So it doesn't take place on Earth 16, which, as you've said, is the Young Justice Earth. It gets confusing multiverses you know marvel are doing it with doctor strange dc have been doing it since crisis in 85 it's a whole thing but what i've got from this is that there was a similar storyline that happened in young justice so it kind of is but isn't connected the biggest connective tissue (laughs) is greg weissman he's one of the guys working on young justice and he wrote this movie Cool, cool. So I'm assuming people were expecting big things from him. Well, yeah, and he's done a lot of, you know, DC work. But I've got to be honest, like this, you know, adjacent connection to Young Justice, I didn't hear about that until after I'd watched the film. Okay, fair enough. It definitely wasn't something I found appealing, like, hey, I like Young Justice, I must watch this Catwoman film. It was completely... just just went into it. Give me some Catwoman. But the interesting thing that I noticed pretty much straight away, and to be honest, I didn't know and I wasn't prepared for it. The start of the film, there's a there's a Japanese production company. The movie starts. It very much is, and not just styled like, it very much is an anime. Like this is an anime, animated film. Like it, it pulls anime designs obviously there's a japanese company behind it we've got a what i'm assuming is a japanese director this is a this is an anime film yeah which you know you know (laughs) that's not normally my my go-to i mean dc is i'm a big fan of dc i mean i'm thinking what anime have we reviewed on the podcast closest i can think in fact actually i think it is actually anime is batman ninja mm. remember when we did that one and i've got yeah. to be honest wow i mean well, like the- i i buy and collect dc animated movie live action animated it doesn't matter 
I don't own that one. I do not that own one, that one's that a unique one. Like not just anime, but it's also you know obviously it was feudal Japan. It it, it had a it had a very unique style to it, not just being of an anime kind of look and feel. Whereas this, this is probably still close enough to, I guess, like a, a traditional American animation, um, you know, in terms of the the anime flavor of it. Whereas, yeah, that, I, yeah that Batman I'd, Ninja yeah, was a bit yeah. more intense. I'd, I'd agree with that. Can, can I share something with you as well? Well, I'm going to anyway, but I'm just going to share this. So I, I've seen this film twice. Okay. Start to finish. Yeah. Because I watched it and maybe I put it on a bit late at night. And although I was watching it, I got to the end and I just didn't know. I'm really, I'm not sure. And I thought I need to go in again before we, we do the review. And I've got to say that second viewing, I found this movie to be a lot of fun. So I'm glad that I went back in that second time. I don't know if it was the time of the night. I don't know if it was, you know, with it being anime, the animation obviously being a little bit different to what I'm used to. But it worked for me. Like, it it did work for me. And I think having this style of animation for a Catwoman movie, it worked really well. It's because we it, do get some, we do get male characters as well. But if you're looking at your main heroes or, you know, vigilante or anti hero, you've got Catwoman and Batwoman. And they really do suit the style of animation. No, they do. They do. Look, this, this type of anime style is, is sort of more what I'm in line with you know that sort of there's a cartoony sort of element to it especially you know like you see a lot of that when you know it's the masquerade ball type thing everyone's in costumes and you know like characters are sort of you know they've got their fighting stance and people are falling over and it's all like it's kind of a little bit goofy i like that you know like it's 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 more of the not that intense crazy just very dramatic anime style so this was i was all on board with the style i was pleasantly surprised that that opening credits with like just everything going on there i almost felt like i was like oh wow this is like a, a little movie in itself it was very i don't know i felt like there's so much story and just things going on oh it was great yeah. oh, it was a so lot much of fun. fun but you're, you're right the like visuals it, the music yeah i really enjoyed the but i think i i think i can probably see where you're coming from with that first viewing um because as I was watching this movie, I was like, okay, I'm kind of waiting for, I don't know, an actual developing story to kind of unfold. And it's quite simplistic. There's actually not much in terms of what's actually going on happening. It's it's like Catwoman has, like, you know, she's she's stolen the, the jewel thing, the gem. And then basically from there, it's just an onslaught of various different characters kind of punting her, like pretty much going after her. You know, there's some nice scenes and stuff in between. There's the interaction between her and Batwoman. Like, I think we need to see them two paired together a little bit more. Like, I don't know what's happening in that Batwoman show currently, but I think, I don't know, they, they maybe they should bring a Catwoman <laughs> into that because... 
I thought that was really, I don't know, that really worked for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, those characters do work really well together, have done for a long time in the comics. We're seeing it in this movie. It's interesting that you mentioned the Batwoman TV series, though, because Stephanie Beatrix, who voices Batwoman in this movie, did audition to replace Ruby Rose when she left the show. She did. Also, have you watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Oh, look, I've seen a handful of episodes. She's in that, yes. Honestly, she is. She's yeah. Rosa. I mean, the show's ended. You know, they've had the finale. I love that show. And the delivery she has as Rosa is the same delivery that she has for Batwoman. So for me, like both viewings, whenever Batwoman spoke, all I heard was Rosa. It's really quite a stilted stiff delivery but i like that she's here she's playing the part but i mean it's catwoman's movie she's definitely the one that shines out of the two of them she's voiced by elizabeth gillies and she did a great job i was really surprised because i knew going in like the promo art they put out for this we had catwoman batwoman and black mask so, right, okay, this is a movie within the DC universe, but I didn't realise until watching it that, you know, we get that costume party at the beginning where we're seeing nods to, say, Superman, Green Lantern, you know, all these other characters. But we're going to see other characters from the DCEU or the DCU, should I say. I didn't expect to see characters like Solomon Grundy, Tobias Whale, I mean, Tobias Whale typically is a Black Lightning villain. We get Talia al Ghul. Yeah, there's so many other characters in here that I didn't expect. We get Barbara Minera as Cheetah, but in human form, although she did have those big ears. And you're saying, you know, this is a pretty straightforward story, and it is. Like, it's Catwoman after a duel. But then you've got all the mutations. Yeah, and then and then it just gets wacky. There's just, just like there's things happening. And I guess like even though simplistic kind of story, much in true anime formula, anime fashion, it, it things get a little bit bonkers. And I think what saves this movie is all it's like the action and the the fights and all like just everything that's keeping this thing afloat is is working like there's not much to the story it's pretty again it's pretty simple i can't say that enough but the fights the weirdness the characters like all having different versions of like it gets pretty nutty it does i've got to be honest i enjoyed it more before that third act where it does get more nutty and we do see cheese are fully transformed but it's still a fun movie. But oh, another, um, well, a Batman connection, as well as having Batwoman in here, we've got Julia Pennyworth. Now, who is this character? Obviously, I recognise Pennyworth. So she is the daughter of Alfred Pennyworth. Well, there you go. All right, then. <laughs> um, and yet again, first appeared in the comics, and I think this might be her first time outside of comics but in this movie voiced by lauren cohen maggie from walking dead that's her yep pretty cool casting oh do you know what though 
probably my favorite casting out of all of this, and it's for the character King Faraday, Jonathan Frakes. He's a bit clueless at times, the character, but just sounds like Riker. Loved it. <laughs> like Loved that's having, all you hear. I mean, yeah, Jonathan Frakes is Riker, so he can't not sound like Riker to me. So it's pretty cool having him in this. You know, it was a big, a big film, kind of well, it was small scale, but led to something bigger. And not just the mutations. So the characters are led to believe that Cheetah is behind it all. But then you find out, no, actually, it's more than that. We've got Le- Leviathan, which is run by Talia al Ghul, the daughter of Raz al Ghul. So that's leading to something more, which I found interesting. I didn't expect this movie to end on a bit of a cliffhanger, like setting up something else. To be fair, I almost thought the movie was a, was wrapping up, you know, like Interpol were stepping away, like they were pretty much leaving everything, like leaving Catwoman to her own devices. And then, and then the movie just keeps going. <laughs> I was, yeah, because I was like, oh, seems to be wrapped up. Then there's that cool scene with the, I really enjoyed the scene, like with all the, um, like, I guess all the all the ninjas, <laughs> just all the ninjas and it's Catwoman and, and Batwoman, like counting who's getting the most hits. It, it was good, good fun. Like that's the thing. This movie, like, even though you've like, yeah, yeah, you've got like the reveal. To be honest, I, I didn't really care much in terms of like who's actually behind everything that's going on. But I got sucked into just all the fights that were going on, all the things. Just I don't know. I thought the action in this was really well, and maybe it's the animation style. Maybe that's what was doing it for me. But it just seemed to really work. Well, I think for me with that in the end is just I didn't expect it to be anything more than this film. Where clearly, you know, again, we've mentioned the adjacent connection to Young Justice. If successful enough, I guess they're looking to make more of these. Yeah, and I think you can't ask for too much for the the Catwoman film, I suppose. I mean... At a, at a core, it's, I'm assuming a movie about Catwoman would be she steals something and then she's got to deal with some issue as a result of that. That's this movie. So there you go. It all works. Um, I've got to say, but, you know, like we, we, we're talking this, you know, the Japanese do like their 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 saucy times. This is an anime. The, the moment, like the scene with Catwoman falsely seducing or like try to seduce Batwoman and it's starting to work. I gotta say, like, damn, what is what is happening <laughs> in this movie? I was yeah, like, no, where are yeah. we going with this? <laughs> there is a there is a bath ready to go. The the cowl is off. <laughs> I was like, this is this is happening. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I mean, she, well she yeah she absolutely played her didn't she and she yeah she fell for it. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean this. I mean, what this is a M-rated movie here in Australia, mature themes and violence. So there you go. Okay, I, I've, <laughs> I've got to admit, like, I'm sitting there, like, um, you know, wife was still in bed when I was watching this. I had my 15-month-year-old son, boy, baby. Um, obviously, he's just 
watching the TV, he just sees colors and things. You don't know what, what's going just on. Just watching the filth. But even yep. <laughs> when the, the, when the filth was on screen, I was almost like, I know he doesn't know what's happening, but I still feel uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> should I divert his eyes? I don't know. <laughs> but obviously, nothing happened. But still, I was like, this is weird. <laughs> did you did you ever see? that Catwoman short that they put out and it was a special feature on the Batman I, year one Blu-ray. I remember watching it, but I, I can't give you any details. Because it was a long that time ago. It was, it was back yeah, when it was well, that, that was movie. her. That was her in a strip club and that was really risque. She was unzipping her costume. So yeah, they've definitely been there before with this character. And I guess, I mean, it works, but it's on the page or on screen. But yeah, it definitely did get a bit risque, didn't it? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, actually. Yeah, it's, it's glad you brought your... it up. I wanted to talk about it. <laughs> well, it, it's not something you typically see on a Batman cartoon, but this is Catwoman's own film. And actually, on that, just so happens that this year is the 80th anniversary of the character. Oh, wow. Is it still sexy? No, she's 80. <laughs> wow. But that's great planning, though, isn't it? <laughs> Let's release her animated movie on her 80th anniversary. Yeah. I've got to say, I mean, 80 years, uh, this is the best Catwoman movie I've seen. Oh, you mean better than the Halle Berry <laughs> movie directed by Pitoff? <laughs> better than that one? <laughs> yeah. And it's worth worth noting, actually, that this movie is the first DC movie to be released of 2022 and said to be the first of five. But I'm still looking at trying to follow like how they're releasing these because this one, like Injustice, is like the banner at the top is DC animated movie. But then the other ones where it's a shared continuity, which started with Superman, Man of Tomorrow, that comes under DC Universe movie. So there's definitely a distinction. And the if you're buying these on Blu-ray like I am, the, like, say, Justice Society, World War II, that has the connecting cover on the spines. So you put them all together, you get, like, a single image. Whereas Catwoman Hunted and Injustice, they're like just standalone releases that they're putting out as well as the other ones. Was that good then? Like if they... I mean, it's more content. Whereas, yeah. I mean, they're able to do things like, you know, doing an adaption of a video game or put out a anime, you know, animation styled movie. I mean, it's definitely a good thing, but it's just, just interesting. I'm just concerned about your shelf. Just putting... I just want to make sure your, you know, your, your Blu-rays or whatever format you've got are all, you know, in sync. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I've got to be honest. Injustice, I've not been able to pick that up on Blu-ray yet. Each store we go to, they've got DVD only, so that's a working, mm. working progress. But I just think it's interesting that they've got two things going on: DC animated movie and DC Universe movie. I guess it's an answer though, because when how many every I'm pretty sure every time I sit down and I watch one of these DC animated films, I'm like, okay, is this in continuity of like you know that the series that's going on, or is it 
something separate and I always have to ask that question. I usually get a quick answer, but you know, if it's just a case of looking at the spine on your Blu-ray, that's good. <laughs> that's, that's good. I mean, you're going to get, you're going to get a quick answer doing that's, it that way. That's, that's quick. Yeah. So look, it's, it's always helpful. Oh, right. Yeah. So I think we've probably come to the point where we've run out of things to say. So I think all that's left is to, to rate this movie, Catwoman Hunted. What have you got? I enjoyed it. I, again, more so with that second viewing, I had a good time with this movie and it looks like they're setting up another film. I'd be there for that as well. This was a good film. The animation style really lends it to the characters that this movie's focused on. Um, Yeah, Jonathan Frakes, he was fun as King Faraday. I'm going to come in at a three out of five on this one. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Um, I think I've probably already said it, so I'll keep it short and sweet. Look, not the most involved story, but look, the character dynamics, especially Catwoman and Batwoman, like they work probably more than they should, and I won't get weird about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but like the, the action, the the fights, the, the just the onslaughts of various villains and the different forms that they end up taking. Like it, it does get wacky, but hey, it's, it's pretty good fun. I'm coming at a three out of five for this one as well. It's a good start for the year, isn't it? Again, this is one of five that we're going to get. The year is young. The year is young. All right. But look, we'll wrap up with a bit of trivia and this is going to blow your mind. I guarantee it. Elizabeth, <laughs> Elizabeth Gillies, who provides oh, the voice. I know it, but carry on. <laughs> Elizabeth Gillies, who voices Catwoman in this movie, all the way back many moons ago in 2019, um, she dressed up as Catwoman for Halloween. Trivia done. No way. Yeah, man. Yeah. No way. Sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean... <laughs> Look, the internet says it's true. I go with it. I, I mean, it's hard to I mean, believe. It's hard to believe, but that's pretty. That's pretty crazy. I think. I did come across that trivia also. So Elizabeth Gillies once dressed as Catwoman for Halloween mm. and now voices Catwoman in this movie. Yeah. And Stephanie Beatrix once auditioned for Batwoman and now voices Batwoman in this movie. There you go. Mind-boggling, man, how the universe works. Crazy. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> trivia. Anyway, that's it for our review of Catwoman Hunted. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Stew Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, we recently reviewed Uncharted and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And be sure to check out our next review, The Batman. Cannot wait. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon.